Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Katie Wilkins and I'm an author and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where Brandy meets bludgeoning, Mimosa meets misdemeanor, and Port meets prostitution. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. I just like pretending that a detective actually sounds like Katie. Like, like, uh, oh, no, that was really good, guys. If you're wanking in a dead end, you know, you were meant to be there. He, uh, he cheated on his wife loads. He belonged to a yacht club, so I think that tells us everything we need to know right there. So, now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Joining us this episode is our special guest, Absolute Radio DJ and voiceover artist, Claire Sturgis! Thank you you very much, thank you. Thank Thank you you so much for coming, we're so excited. Oh, also, it would be very remiss of me not to mention our other special guest, Unicorn Tears Gin. Can I applaud that as well, please? Thank you. Sparkly. We, that's what we are drinking, but we'll talk more about that later. Claire, yes. have you ever <laughs> been the victim of a crime? Well, funny, funny you should ask that. Um, it kind of, but but my my issue with crime yes. is the fact that uh, I like to get involved. <laughs> no, no, nice. Can I, can I rephrase that? No, I like to I like to help. 
I see myself as, as um, a, a kind of Miss Marple. Not my words, <laughs> someone actually used that. Um, no, I've not actually been a, a victim, but I, I've been um, in an area where things have happened and I, I've got involved. You've acted. Yeah, um, just to try and help people out. That's brilliant. So um, vigilante justice. Yes. So you're sort of one step away from Batman. Batman. Vigilante, vigilante, yeah, that's it. Okay, I like this. So what did you vigilanticise? Um, <laughs> my local chemist on the high street is run by lovely people um, and uh, they have a lot of shoplifters. And um, I was in there just the other week and uh, and I saw someone shoplift, two people shoplifting. Um, and it, this happens a lot. If it was a large, a, a large supermarket chain or a large department store. Yeah. I mean, living in London, we see this happen. Um, but I thought, I'm just I'm just not happy about yeah, this. This, totally is the, this is the small chemist. And I th- it's run by two at the time. There's two women running it right I'm not happy about this so they were tucked behind shelves and I they were doing it in front of me so um I said to them please don't do that please wow please don't do that I love it I can't argue with that but well, I was polite how spoken is that yeah, yeah. Please, please don't do that <laughs> that would be very um, disarming seriously please no please please, please stop it's really not worth it's not worth it <laughs> and of course you get the look of well, shut up <laughs> Shut wow. up. Um, and uh, but they carried on. So um, so as they they pushed someone out of the way, I just grabbed Ooh. his backpack. Oh my yeah. god! I don't know Amazing. why I did that. Clear, you badass. I grabbed his backpack and and he swirled around and he went flying and dropped all the. He's what wow. makeup is? Is makeup? Was like, he? Like, oh, oh, do you think this is a really sad story that he's kind of like, <laughs> oh, you know, no, he's don't. kind of safe, you know, he's kind of experimenting with some things and he's never had acceptance from anyone else. No, I can tell you that wasn't okay. the case. <laughs> um, anyway, he dropped most of, the, most of, of what he was stealing and, and, and they ran out, I think, um, wow. pretty much without anything. But, but what was um, unfortunate, that, well, I say unfortunate, the woman behind the counter who was dispensing drugs at the time to yeah. deserving people... Um, used the C word as they as they oh, went. Wow. She went yes. something like da 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 C word and I was oh, and we were like oh <laughs> secretly really admired her. Yeah. So the story um, has yeah. everything. So yeah. you literally solved a crime. Well I like to think I, I maybe Stop, stopped you it stopped being really bad because yeah. I, I sometimes suspect that um, sometimes the staff have to cover the cost themselves. If yeah, they if it's a family run, them. it's not like exactly. a mega conglomerate with exactly. insurance or whatever. So, so yeah. I, I'd like to think, um, Annie, you're paying for that rouge. <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't talk like that. They do. They do it. They do in the chemist in my head. <laughs> Were you not a little bit afraid? Because that's very physical. No, I am now. You are now that you tell the story, yeah. But I, right. I get so cross when I see bad things happening to good people. Injustice. Yeah. It makes me angry. Boy, is London the city um, for you. <laughs> <laughs> but Mark, my partner Mark, is, please, Claire, don't, please, just, don't do it, Claire. You know, I, I, I like to think I, I wouldn't put myself in terrible danger. I just grabbed his backpack and swung him back you know. so your partner has seen a lot of this and he tries to hold <laughs> he you back sees, he, he, sees my eyes. he sees it in my eyes and he said don't get involved if i see if i right. see a, an argument and i feel a woman is being picked on in the street don't get involved claire yeah. and i just stand there and just let, let them know i'm watching yeah. what he said because they'll come and punch me they won't punch <laughs> me oh, but i have one more story can Go i say on. one, yeah. one these don't. Um, and again I, I don't feel i was a victim but um but it was early one morning, two summers ago, beautiful summer's morning, early in the morning, about quarter to six. I was in I was in my bedroom upstairs. Mark had left. He'd gone for a run. Um, 
and I was getting dressed. I was dressed, and I was just brushing my hair, looking out the window, and there was a man <gasps> downstairs, uh, d- d- outside, looking up at my window. Can I say wank? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you can say oh, any swear words you like. she's off the radio. <laughs> but he was masturbating. Oh, um, wow. And I love that you didn't say wank. Yeah, okay, <laughs> when he was wank. I was furious. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. Furious. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? In my, stri- in my street. Yeah. We live in, we live in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> no business doing that here. We live in a cul-de-sac. There's no walking through here. You know, it's a dead end. If you're yeah. wanking in a dead end, you know, you were meant to be there. You meant to be there. Um, if, our, if our episodes had titles, it would definitely be wanking in a dead end. I mean, that's just beautiful. Honestly. So, in my fury, um, in my head, in, in fact, I did. I, I leant out the window and can I... Uh, Oh, okay. You say you want. Fuck off, you <laughs> fucking dirty old fuck, is what I said. Awesome. Good. Succinct so to the point. Managed to I wake like up it. the whole street. Um, oh, no. And my phone wasn't wasn't nearby, so I thought, oh, okay. So I, I, I left the window, ran downstairs to get my phone, and whether or not I would have opened the front door, I don't know, but I looked Ooh. out of the downstairs window, and he had gone. So I phoned right. the police. And they came immediately, which was great, because when you phone 999s, you know, which service do you want? Police, please. Hello, please, can I help you? Well, what do you say? Well, um, <laughs> hi, good morning. Hello. Can I say wank? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, because I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. So I said, there's a man outside my house d- d- doing something to himself. I thought, do I say masturbate? Do I say, I don't know what to say. Mm. So in the end, I just right. say something like pleasuring himself. I'm sorry. I don't... Yeah. No, and, um, it's a delicate, it is. scenes of a delicate nature. But they came really, they came really quickly. Oh, really? <laughs> sorry. No, <laughs> can't just think about that one. They, they oh, turned cheers. up really quickly. Um, oh. and, uh, and, and, and said, do you have a description? And I said, well, I wasn't looking at his face. I'm so sorry. He was the biggest cock I've ever seen. Was yeah. It was massive. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. It play, was then. massive. Anyway, I, I couldn't give a description. I could, I could describe what he was wearing, and off, and off they went. And, and they didn't catch him, and that's sort of the end of the story. However, wow. of course, all my neighbours were woken up and came out, and I had to yeah. explain what it was. Wow. Um, and then for a few days after, of course, walking down the high street, people were talking about, that's the woman who saw the man. <laughs> and I overheard um, this one person saying, well, all I, all I heard was um, this really posh voice... <laughs> waking me up going fuck off you fucking fucker and I was like is that what I sound like I didn't have what I thought was the North London like fuck off I did sound like fuck off you fucking fucker I wonder if that's his whole game plan he's turned on by strong women scolded. maybe it is yeah. I don't because sometimes hey. it scares them too sometimes you know they pick the people that look more vulnerable or but that look he young he didn't see you in the house yeah, it depends right? on what uh, yes of, he did he looked yeah. right up at me yeah. and I, and I, compliment I, well yeah and I've never seen him again he, he certainly wasn't local and uh, well I say I've never seen I mean maybe I have I don't but wow. yeah. Yeah. what if it was Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> He's been so quiet. Like, I'm waiting for him to be like the oops, I'm sorry tour, but maybe he's just really committed to his fetish now. And It's a thought, drunk women. It's a thought. <laughs> I feel I've peaked already. <laughs> sorry. No, this is fantastic. Yeah, okay. What should the punishment be? Oh, yeah. We, we like to dish out punishment. Oh, oh okay. What well, would you like to say to him if he was here today? Yeah. Oh, 
that's a really good. I mean, I was, I was. What I wanted to do was just chuck a, a bucket of water over him and, and just get that, that would mother be down. Good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just a cold, cold, yeah. hard, cold shock to the yeah. system, and um, yeah, yeah, and just slap. Well, just whatever was protruding at, yeah. at the time, just slap it down. Oh, just how about sound bites of you like, all over my house. Oh, yeah. I want you to be the new Alexa. Be like, Claire, just say something funny. <laughs> Claire, One tell thing. me off. Tell me <laughs> off, Claire. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, not happy. How dare you? How dare you invade my yeah. lovely, beautiful, sunny morning in my cul-de-sac? How dare you presume to wank at me? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why I missed that. Like, what time was it? Quarter to seven in the morning. Oh, I early missed morning. that yeah. it was that yeah. early in the morning. Do you think that's a late night or an early morning for that wank guy? <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> she's, she's making a good point yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, not that it's relevant, it's still a crime. It's yeah. like rush hour wanking, that's weird. Yeah. 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 On the morning gonna, commute. Gotta start Why not have a little wank? Shocking some people in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> but no, I reckon the crime, a bucket of cold water. Nice. Yeah, I like offending. that. That's a good punishment. Mm. The offending um, thing. Yeah. Consider it done. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, I'm going to start carrying pockets of water around with me on the yeah. tube. Exactly. <laughs> After that bombshell, I'm going to call everything a bombshell. Yeah. That's going to be my thing. <laughs> bombshell. Um, we are going to move on to the section of the podcast where we discuss a crime. Oh. <laughs> Another crime. Um, so I'm going to give you guys some details. I'm going to set the scene. Um, for this crime and then uh, we're going to try and solve it together um, and you can guess things <laughs> I feel I need come. to take notes here I'm a bit worried I don't have a pen mm. but you can repeat things it's yeah fine. it's fine that's it's fine. fine yeah if you have any questions yeah um, I like your dedication though yeah no yeah. I love we've got to I, do this right I love this I yeah. love crime oh cool come on Marple everyone's guilty yeah. everyone's right. guilty <laughs> if I've had a drink yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty I had no idea we were gonna have like a vigilante here today oh, come yeah. on with an incredible voice just do this okay I'm gonna set the scene at 7.30am, one February morning, a body was found of a 49-year-old in their home in a trendy and affluent neighbourhood. If You, would you like killed to... the wanker, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't, he, he wasn't well-dressed or anything, so... I think but your neighbourhood is nice. Sorry, Sarge. <laughs> Carry on, Sarge. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can have a guess if you want at this point if that body is male or female, or I can carry on and give you some more information. 49 years old, well-dressed, did you say? Uh, well, no, or, or trendy and affluent neighbourhood and in their home. In their, okay. Trendy. Their Those home. are the only details you have to go on so far. Okay. Uh, so, I will continue. Yes, please. Um, a crowd gathered inside and somebody identifying himself as a doctor. I feel like that's quite, because we all can all identify ourselves as various <laughs> things that we are not. So somebody identifying themselves as a doctor stepped forward and made a cursory examination of the body and declared <laughs> cause of death to be a stomach hemorrhage. But when the body was then rolled over by the proper forensic investigators, it was revealed that the body had been shot at least once in the back <laughs> by a small caliber pistol, which was not found at the scene. Uh, this doctor was never seen again. Uh, I mean, I mean, it was guilty. an online. <laughs> It was an online medical school. I didn't say I was. Yeah. <laughs> was it Dr. Dre? Is that the, yeah. yeah. Can't believe you uh, guessed that already. Okay, so never um, seen again. Yeah, so, so people hypothesised at the time that they were just embarrassed that they made the wrong diagnosis. 
But could something more sinister have been afoot? Right, would you like to guess now if the body was male or female, or do you want to know what was found on the body? Well, I mean, we could hazard a guess because mostly it's women that's killed. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. yeah, it's a woman because that bullet wasn't immediately obvious and maybe got sunken in some hips. Okay. Oh, so it was got... in the back, though, wasn't it? The the Shot in the back, yeah. Shot in the back. Oh, but the back goes all the way down to the hips. My hips come it? all the way up to my back, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> They're just a continuous zone. Okay, so we've got one vote for women. You see, I assumed it was a man. Okay. I assumed it was a man. I don't know why. Okay. I, I think um, it's maybe because we talked about the uh, it being may- you. Yeah. Because I'm imagining him with oh. a giant penis. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's because of the story. Okay. Well, I, I'm sticking with it. With, I kind of assumed it was be a man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got women, man. Is this an affluent neighborhood or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with women because I think women are probably more likely to be killed. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to te- tell you what was found on the body. Mm. You can change your guesses, Ooh. and then I'm going to okay. tell you. I'm really dragging this bit out. <laughs> no, I like I like this. I like this. Okay, um, investigators found on the body a two carat diamond ring on one of the fingers, oh. Mm. Oh, a man. wallet mm-hmm. holding, <laughs> yep. holding a substantial amount of cash, a silver cigarette case, a Waltham pocket watch. A locket bearing a photograph and a penknife. All found on the body? Yeah. A penknife yeah. and a pocket watch? Yeah. And a diamond ring? Yeah. And a silver cigarette case? I'm sticking with a man. Sticking man? Okay. Just because the pocket watch. I don't know. Okay, cool. And you guys sticking woman? Yes. Is that what I said? Yep. Right. <laughs> I yes. can now reveal the defense rests. that Claire is correct. It's oh, a man. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. oh you were you. You. Um, the presence of such valuables suggested robbery was not the motive for the murder, mm. although mm. Uh, some other money did go missing. Mm. So it's a male. This is uh, the murder of 49-year-old William Desmond Taylor. Mm. Now, we have at least seven suspects. Yes, Claire, do you have a question? Is it, no, seven suspects already? At least. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to... We're going to get to... I was trying to work out the best order to do this in. You really pissed so, off some dwarves. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we, we get into the more details and that, we, you kind of do need to know a bit more about where we are so you can guess the year now if you want. Wait, before you guess the year, I want you to know that <laughs> William Desmond Taylor spent some time on a dude ranch. A, a, a dude ranch? Yeah. Okay. I don't so it's like a wild west kind of ranch but for tourists oh oh, oh. um so it's like but it's like kind west of world yeah but like it's like basically but like nothing like people that really, that, really um, that want to go and do the wild west thing but don't want to actually get hurt so they get oh, to kind of stay in okay. cabin so it's, okay. Okay. Just been, oh. so it's like um it's like a gap year but you stay on a <laughs> it's like where posh people go to not be really hurt but do dude ranch stuff Okay. Wow, I'm just... 1952. I... Okay, good guess. Any advance on 1945? 19... 45. Hannah? Well, they still have dude ranches now, I think. They do. Oh, oh. So it could be, but also at the same time, a lot of those objects are pretty oldy-worldy. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go 1930. Uh, Hannah George, you are the closest. Oh! Uh, this is 1922. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so we could we should probably guess the the place, the, like the location, because basically I just like pretending that a detective actually sounds like Katie. Like, like, uh, oh, no, oh no, that was really good, guys. It's, oh, wait, which part? Oh, <laughs> so cute. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Because like basically this guy's job, which I'm about to tell you, will give away the location. So have a crack. He worked on Wall Street. Good guess. <clears throat> that would give away. <laughs> that would give away a certain location. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, Kansas. Oh, like, I give it away. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, best detective in my darn life. <laughs> Kansas. Nobody was gonna get Kansas. No, it's I, fine. No. You saved us a lot no. of pain. Okay, so it's we fine. Know where he was murdered. Right. Okay. So this all takes place in about. So my this, trail this dried up. Hey. Is a posh Irish guy. Um, That's not a thing. Yeah. He's <laughs> Irish gentry. Okay. She's I'm so. part Irish. I'm totally allowed to rip my people. This crime took place. In Los Angeles, oh, this guy was an actor turned director. You guys, this is a Hollywood scandal. Oh. How did we not see that coming? I know. Okay, so I can now reveal the photo in the locket was actress Mabel Normand. Ooh. Pay attention to that name, it might come up later. Okay. Uh, the amount of cash in the wallet was $78, which is uh, $1,148 today. I couldn't tell you that without really giving away that we were talking olden days before. Sure. Um, and the missing money, there was a large but undetermined sum of cash that Taylor had shown to his accountant the day before, which was then missing and apparently never accounted for after his death. Um, I'm going to make a note that he sh- he'd shown to his accountant. So his accountant knew he had it on the account. Yeah, Make a note of that. After some investigation, the time of Taylor's death was set at 7.50pm on the evening of the 1st of February, 1922. Um, so, record scratch. Let's take this back to the top. <laughs> we can, can we insert a record scratch? <laughs> um, <laughs> the request for a sound effect is always better than the actual thing. <laughs> Um, so, what is the story of William Desmond Taylor and who are the upwards of seven suspects in his murder? Well, I will tell you some of those uh, things. Uh, so, <laughs> William <laughs> Desmond Taylor, born William Cunningham Dean Tanner, he changed his name. Um, but only kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep the consonants because I got to <laughs> keep my roots. So, he was born in 1872. Um, he was a when he was working in Hollywood he was a popular figure in the growing Hollywood motion picture colony of the 1910s and early 1920s he directed 59 silent films between 1914 and 1922 and he acted in 27 uh, films between 1913 and 1915 Uh, so he was this posh Irish person and uh, he attended Marlborough College in England in 1890 he left Ireland to go to this dude ranch in Kansas (laughs) Um, and at that time, it was this trend among some of the Anglo-Irish and English gentry to send their sons to the United States to become gentlemen farmers. 
And at that point, Wikipedia says citation needed. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> gentlemen I, I don't know if I should have used something other than Wikipedia. It's <laughs> all like farming in top hats. Is that yeah. That <laughs> Very much so. So in Kansas, William became reacquainted with acting, uh, his first experience mm. being at school, and he moved to New York to pursue it. I knew it! Oh, yes, New York <clears> comes New, New York does feature. We all had a feeling, didn't we? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, in New York, uh, he married an actress called Ethel May Hamilton in Ooh. 1901. They have a baby daughter by 1903. Do you think they lived happily ever after? No, I don't <laughs> think so. No. How? So when was she? When was he killed? Uh, 1922. 1922. So Kip was born in 1903. So she'd be maybe 19. Yeah. I, I'm sticking her on the list. I think she's one of the interesting. One of the seven. You should say that. Yeah, 19 year old daughter. Do you know what I mean? She'd be, yeah. They do all the murders. Sure. Yeah. I've tried to shoot my dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> teen <laughs> angst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might, you might find some stuff that happens in a bit interesting. Um, <sighs> but only you, Hannah. <laughs> only you. Uh, so, do you think he was a nice, happy, settled, faithful husband? Yes. <laughs> no. Swander. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, he was a massive shagger. Um, he, uh, he cheated on his wife loads he belonged to a yacht club so I think that tells us everything we need to know right there um, him, and his, uh, him and his posh Irish family were well known in New York society and members of several clubs mm-hmm. he was known as a ladies man and a heavy drinker mm-hmm. possibly mm. depressed well, impossibly depressed possibly not impossibly Oh, that's more romantic, though, isn't it? I mean, possibly. He was a a tortured poet. Um, He abruptly vanished on 23rd of October 1908 at the age of 36, deserting his wife and their daughter, Ethel Daisy. After Taylor's disappearance, friends said that he had suffered mental lapses before and that his family thought that uh, he had wandered off during an episode of amnesia. Now, my question to you is... How long do you think he went missing for? Like days, weeks, bit of a Stephen Fry or a full-on man in a canoe? <laughs> I'm going full-on man in a canoe. I think Ooh. he disappeared and, and people, yeah, okay. people thought he, he'd gone forever. Okay. And then when he wasn't gone forever, they decided to knock him off. Ooh, I don't know where that came from, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm I like going full-on go months. Okay. Yeah, months. Well, I would say that would he, as an actor, would he not just like crop up in a movie and people go, oh, there he is. He's in he's at Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> we thought he was missing, but he's not. He's in the chorus. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think a man with that ambition, you know, and all the stuff he's done, I don't think he'd want to be gone for too long. So okay. I think nine points. Nine years? Months. Oh, nine months. Ooh. Okay. We have I've, nine months over here. I think seven and a half days. Uh, he was missing for four years. Uh, he officially reappeared in San Francisco in 1912, um, and his wife obtained a state divorce that same year. Uh, little is known of the years immediately following his disappearance. He travelled through Canada, Alaska, and the northwestern United States gold mining and working with various acting troops. <laughs> so sweaty right now. <laughs> Unicorn gin, what are you doing? <laughs> I do like this gin. It's very mm. nice. It is good. Can I read what's on the back of the bottle? Yes, please Please do. Um, It contains unicorn tears. Lovely. To unleash their magical powers, swell the bottle, behold its shimmering majesty, consume the mythical spirit. Ooh. Mm. Which we are doing, look. 
It I is, like it. it. I like it. It's beautiful. Yeah, the sorry, shimmer is. Yeah. Oh, it so is. It's got glitter in it, which Pretty is just, it, does, it does have glitter, but not big glitter chunks, just a, a glitter subtle. shimmer. Very simple. The other thing it's is, though, so this company, drink. Firebox, thank you, Firebox, because they sent us so much swag. Thank you. It's ridiculous, but I also love your chutzpah, if I can use a little Yiddish, because they <laughs> have two products. One, I love chocolate covered coffee beans, so they have them. But they're called fucking strong coffee chocolate beans. <laughs> I love, I love the balls Can in I that brand. Like yeah, please what's open the, it. What's, and okay, then there's is... a chocolate bar, a strawberries and cream chocolate called "Thanks for putting up with my shit." <laughs> oh, does anyone need a top up? Absolutely. Go yes, on. I the top, maybe. the tonic right. is behind Shh. you. Here's the sound right. of unicorn tears. Oh, yeah. yeah. That sounds like you've taken it out of unicorn's butt. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know. <laughs> um, so once he turned up again, he turned up in San Francisco, uh, and some New York acquaintances met him and provided him with some money to reestablish himself in Los Angeles. So then he went on to direct some of the most popular stars of the era, including Mary Pickford, Wallace Reed, Dustin F- Farnham, Farnham, <laughs> and his protege Mary Miles Minter, who starred in the 1919 version of Anne of Green Gables. Now remember her name uh, because she is important. She's I worry about. I've already she's, forgotten. Uh, she's actually <laughs> one of the suspects. Mary. I worry yeah. about the word protege Mary, when used yes. in sort and of Hollywood. And so should you. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mary Miles Minter is actually one of the seven suspects. We're getting close to his death. Mary Miles Minter was a child star with a very pushy stage mum who was also a suspect. Uh, it was also around this time that Taylor's ex-wife and daughter were aware that he was working in Hollywood. In 1918, while watching the film Captain Alvarez, they saw Taylor appear on the yes, screen. Yes, it happened. It happened. I'm and so pleased. Ethel responded, that's your father. In response, Ethel Daisy wrote to Taylor in care of the studio. And in 1921, Taylor visited his ex-wife and daughter in New York City and made Ethel Daisy his legal heir. Oh, oh, it was the daughter, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, mate. Sort of just in time, isn't it? It's very spurious timing. Uh, so we've come full circle. He's been murdered. Wow. Okay. Let's meet the other suspects. Now, the first two suspects are the valets. Mm. Uh, so the first valet is Edward Sands, and he has prior convictions for embezzlement, forgery, and serial desertion for the, the US military. <laughs> He was born in Ohio. He had multiple aliases and spoke with an affected Cockney accent. I don't know who d- who decided that it was a fake Cockney accent. Is Danny Dyer based on him? <laughs> yeah. He went on to star in EastEnders. <laughs> uh, he had worked as Taylor's valet and cook until about seven months before the murder. When Taylor was in Europe the summer before, Sons had forged Taylor's name on checks and wrecked his car. Uh, later, Sands burgled Taylor's bungalow, leaving footprints in the film director's bed. Following the murder, Sands was never heard from again. Oh. Okay. So, mm. jury's out on him. Uh, Henry Peavy is. <laughs> so, he's. you think he's innocent? I think he is innocent because I think that all the crimes he was committing against him made him feel like, oh, I'm going to look like a suspect, so I'll make myself yeah. scarce. But that is not the pattern of somebody who's gearing up Ooh, to murder. Oh, I like it. That, that's good because I'm like. He did it. <laughs> but thank you for reining me in there. Okay, okay. So next, yep. <laughs> okay. He's from Ohio, didn't have an M. <laughs> right. Henry Peavy was the valet who took over. He replaced Sands as, as the valet. He's the one that found Taylor's body 
Mm. Newspapers noted that PV wore flashy golf costumes but did not own any golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me feel a little bit sorry for him. Um, so those are the valets. We sounds like we don't think either of them did it. No. no. Okay. Suspect number three, Mabel Normand. You may remember her. She's the chick in the locket. Yes. Sure. So Mabel Normand was a popular comedic actress and frequent co-star with Charlie Chaplin. So William was deeply in love with Normand. Uh, who had originally approached him for help in curing her cocaine dependency. Based upon Norman's uh, subsequent statements to investigators, her repeated relapses were devastating for Taylor. Uh, Taylor met with federal prosecutors shortly before his death and offered to assist them in filing charges against Norman's cocaine suppliers. Basically, he wants to stop the criminals that are blighting her with drugs. Just making notes, okay. Yeah. Um... So she was actually the last one to see him alive. Uh, She left his bungalow the night before at 7.45pm in a happy mood, carrying a book that he had lent her. They blew kisses to each other as her limousine drove away. And She knew. (laughs) (laughs) I've made my judgment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She was um, subjected to a gruelling investigation, but ruled out as a suspect. Oh, okay. And... (laughs) That's fine then. (laughs) Next. (laughs) So suspect number four is Faith Cole McLean. Uh, she were, her and her husband, Douglas McLean, were the neighbours. Um, and Faith is widely believed to have seen Taylor's killer. Uh, the couple was startled by loud noise at 8pm. She went to her front door and saw someone emerging from the front door of Taylor's home, uh, who she said was dressed like my idea of a motion picture burglar. <laughs> She re- so what the little black mask yeah top. like honestly this woman is like the least helpful person to catch a criminal like i've ever heard um she she said the person paused for a moment before turning and walking back through the door as if having forgotten something then re-emerged flashed a smile uh, before disappearing be- between the buildings mclean decided that she had heard a car backfire she also told police police interviewers that the person looked funny like movie actors in makeup and may have been a woman disguised as a man Oh, so it's like okay. super ambiguous. It could have been anyone. Thanks a she lot. She sounds Faith. like she's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suspect number five is Charles Ayton. Um, he was the general manager of Paramount Pictures, and um, it was several sources claimed in the hours following Taylor's murder that Ayton entered Taylor's bungalow with a group of Paramount employees and removed compromising items, uh, either before police arrived or with their permission. And the thing about this is that then Wikipedia says citation needed. So, if anything, the conspiracy continues. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> Suspect number six is Mary Miles Minter, mm, uh, the former child star M. and teen screen idol whose career had been guided by Taylor. Guided. Mm. Uh, Minter, who had grown up without a father, was only three years older than the daughter that Taylor had abandoned in New York. Oh, Love letters from Minter were found in Taylor's bungalow. Based upon these, reporters alleged that a sexual relationship between the 49-year-old Taylor and 19-year-old Minter had started when she was 17. But her mother, Charlotte Selby, is one of the more serious suspects, I would say. Um, This is number seven? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, (laughs) Charlotte Selby, the mother. Like many stage mothers before and since, she has been described as manipulative and consumed by wanton greed over her daughter's career. 
Uh, so her and her daughter were bitterly divided over financial disputes and lawsuits. Uh, they later reconciled. Uh, her in- so Shelby's initial statements to police about the murder are still characterised as evasive and obviously filled with lies about her daughter's relationship with Taylor and other matters. Uh, but perhaps the most compelling bit of circumstantial evidence was that Shelby alleged allegedly owned a rare 38 caliber pistol oh. and some unusual bullets which were very similar to the kind which had killed Taylor. We could have saved ourselves 40 minutes here. (laughs) (laughs) She knew the district eternally socially and and then spent years outside the United States in an effort to avoid both official inquiries by his successor and press coverage related to the murder. Bonus other suspects. The original wife and daughter because he, you know, left all his money to them. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going with... Absolutely. (laughs) And what about the person who first said that he'd been not shot that it was a stomach hemorrhage yes. so yeah. who, who was that we, we don't know well, who that we, was we never found we out never, who that we was we never knew who that was no well that's that person's on my list Claire who do you think was <sighs> out of those sus- out, out of those seven slash yes. eight or the mystery doctor Mabel is, is not quite I'm not feeling that's just so I, I'm going to go with Mabel okay I think Mabel I think um, Ethel all day long. Yeah, it's his actually, daughter. Now, daughter. Now, yes. Oh. You know what I mean? He's he's abandoned her for years. Abandoned her during her childhood. I got annoyed if my dad went away for like an evening. I'd be yeah. like, Dad, come back, give me some attention, please. <laughs> so I think if my dad had totally abandoned me, sure. Bitterness. Sure, I'd kill him and frame. Build to a murderous rage. Yeah. And take all his money. And, and have the money, yeah. Thank yeah. like you. Everyone's yeah. a winner. Okay. Oh, apart from him, <laughs> Ethel, the daughter. Okay. Teed up the murder, but did not pull the trigger. Ooh. Ooh. I think she got okay. in good with Minty Mary Magdalene. Ooh. I can't remember her name. Yeah. Uh, triple M. And they joined on a common thread, which was, we have been wronged by this Mary man. Miles Minter. Mm-hmm. So she put Mary Miles Minter up to it. In okay. exchange for a cut of the, the winning money she inherited. Wow. Oh, okay. I like it. I guess there is no answer. No, it's a cold okay. case. <laughs> but we it's not a cold case anymore. We just hey! sold it. Hey, hey, cheers, everybody. Here's to making it warm. Here's to making it warm again. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. There is just time <laughs> to give um, a verdict on a crime that somebody has written in with. Um, dear drunk women, thank you for using our correct title. Mm. Um, <laughs> I am a ballerina, and someone keeps stealing my baguette out of my bag during rehearsals. <laughs> what can I do? That's is really it's yeah. like a Quentin Blake book. <laughs> ballerina and the baguette. <laughs> well, first of all, congratulations for eating carbs. Yeah, and define a stereotype about. Yeah. Ballerinas. Although she's not eating them because it's stolen. Yeah. True, but she had the intentions there. Sure. Oh. I think she's... So, so may, <gasps> maybe she's, she's... Maybe this is just a ruse. Maybe she's not eating her calves. She's claiming someone is stealing the baguettes mm-hmm. because... Ooh. You know, it, it, that's mean. <laughs> I didn't mean that. But maybe that's the ruse. I can't eat it because someone's stolen it. Yeah. Yeah. A plain baguette. Yeah. Like just a loaf of bread. That's what she says. With cream yeah. cheese, tuna mayo, yeah. or just a baguette. Plain. She likes okay. it plain. Um, what could, could she... Could be used as a weapon. 
I'm just saying, I saw a black swan and shit went down. Yeah. <laughs> or as a sex toy, some baguettes are the right shape and size. Which baguettes are these? <laughs> yeah. Like the baguette on the guy that Claire saw at the beginning. <laughs> So what does she need? She needs advice on she how needs, to stop yeah, this happening. Either stop it happening, catch or how to them, identify or punish the them. Okay. Well, Look, we, how to punish thing. them? How to? Okay, yeah. let's go down <laughs> that route. There's yeah. one thing yeah. I know about dancers. It's this: lock up your shit. Oh really? Lock up your shit. Are they a bit nicky? Of course they are. <laughs> now I say this only having taken two years of dance at Lisa Marie's. <laughs> and you okay. stole everything in Freeport, Pennsylvania. Wow. But people took Ooh. your shit if you didn't lock it up. So, wow. Well, I don't see why the Bolshev is any different. What's it called? The Bolshev. Okay. Bolshev. So your advice, the bok choy, essentially, is trust no one. Lock your shit up. Yeah. Okay. Lick your baguette. I always think if you're in debt, just lick, <laughs> lick whatever item you want. Just oh, lick and it, leave, and then you will know that they're they're eating your saliva. Very, yeah, and leave it. a post-it note on it saying, "I licked this." Yeah, simple, simple, simple mm. effective. <laughs> nice. That's the sibling effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. that. So is our advice really lock up your stuff? Of course not, because you cannot, you have to expose baguettes to air or everybody knows they get soggy. That's just good bread practice. So we need to give a better solution. I think she needs to excuse herself and like monitor the situation and catch them red-handed. Yeah, bring a friend maybe to be secretly watching. Film it, film it, set up a camera. Is she saying that she's going to ballet practice and leaving her bag by her locker or in her locker yeah. and someone is invading her locker it's, it space sounds, and... it sounds like it's just like on the bench in the room okay. like it's not locked away okay. but those like but those like, really long loads lockers of bags there. they'd be really good for a baguette wouldn't they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean it's yeah, literally yeah, baguette shape cut it in half yeah. it'll yeah. be fine yeah. oh perfect uh, <laughs> or fill I it with marmite stole. everyone hates marmite yes, don't they pick a disgusting filling although she likes it maybe this person's bringing in their own cheese and stuff and making a sandwich with oh, her plain baguette yeah. really digging it in yeah I, I think I like I like the perp you know we had a case on another episode where somebody was stealing laughing cow cheese from somebody in the office mm. I feel like there's a couple this is like the Bonnie yeah. and Clyde like you get the bread I'll get yeah. the cheese it's the perfect crime it is oh my god just let it happen it's romance <laughs> Do you know, that, that would be the hottest thing to happen in a relationship oh it would be it's like you yeah like mush it together yeah. like, oh. <laughs> split it and rub each other together i could get down with that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah let them get on with it basically let them take it is what i'm saying so say let them take the baguette sure that's how it's not <laughs> <laughs> I feel we've not helped. Yeah, we need. Why don't you dance with the baguette? Take it 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 to to the rehearsal. Incorporate it. Yeah, be like, I've got a cane. Isn't that one of the ballets? (laughs) I've got a cane. They don't sing. I don't go to a lot of ballet. I've got a cane. Is seminal. Yeah. I mean, the I'm, Nutcracker and Swan Lake. Those are the two ballets. That, so mm. you must be able to swan incorporate bread, right? They, they do. Feed, feed yes. Swans. <laughs> so she can be the swan that's eating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can feed it to all the little signets, like the little sort of like. Oh, but you're supposed to get them peas. So we're breaking all the rules. Oh, bad practice. Mm. Well, look, Claire's the vigilante expert. Claire. Oh, what, I, I'm. What, st- that, this is. I'm just. I'm stumped. We... Other than licking it, licking. And then and with the satisfaction that they've still stolen it, but so you've licked it the, and, 
and there's a little bit of grossness in okay. their lives that only you know about. I'll see you're licking it and put it up your ass. <laughs> oh, now it. Look, if it's really yes. getting to you and you yeah. can't stop okay. the crime, put it up your ass. Okay, so okay. be as disgusting as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And then if they like spot something's wrong with this baguette and they leave it, you're like, oh, well, I can't really eat it now. It's been half up my ass. No, see it through. See it see through. It through. <laughs> <laughs> no halvesies. <laughs> Or sort of hollow it out. Just eat the middle bit. I hope that's helped. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's all we've got time for. Thank you so much, Claire Sturgis. Thank you, Claire. That was great. And thank you, Unicorn Tears. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.